we all start somewhere different. Okay. So your health is going to look completely different with this client's health. Who knows how much you've been under eating, who knows how much you've been overeating or whatever. So usually like what I recommend for that whole caloric deficit kind of thing, under eating kind of thing, you go in a caloric deficit, you're going to see results. That's different for everybody. The big question is this. In a world of fake Instagram models and fad diets, how do real people achieve their fitness goals? We are an army of hardworking women, changing their lives through fitness and health. Wherever you are at on your journey, we have the answers to how to make working out and eating well a part of your life. Join us in changing the dialogue for women everywhere. Welcome to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. I'm Kelsey. Hi guys, I'm Rachel, and we have a really super awesome guest for you this week. She is, you know I love a good mom, mompreneur. <laughs> can I say, can I do it together? Did you make that mompreneur. up or is that a name? Mompreneur. Mompreneur. No, I don't know. I, I like I it. Up? Let's do it. I'm into it. I love a mom that is also an entrepreneur because, you know, that's a freaking special kind of person. And our guest this week, Ash... Ashley Colesbury has developed her own nutrition plan and coaching along with having three kids. And she is really crushing it. She has kind of come up with this way of eating after kind of being, as we all have been, mm. sustain, it's, not, it's a sustainable diet rather than, you know, every fad diet in the book, which we've all, you know, experienced and gone through and maybe done some ourselves and all of our friends have done them. And um, I think that her approach to nutrition and working out with a busy life and kids is a really great perspective. Yeah, I can't wait for you guys to hear this episode. She has some great things to talk about when it comes to diet, nutrition, how to unlearn some things and how to just develop a healthy lifestyle that doesn't have to consume all of your time. And really, that's what we're all kind of looking for is like, how can we get this, you know, a healthy lifestyle? How can we prioritize food as fuel in getting some workouts in when you have a crazy busy life? And the fact is, is that you can do it, but it's going to look very different for everyone and she has some great um, points about that. So can't wait for you guys to hear her during this episode. We hope you love it. Yeah, she was great. Ashley, we are so happy to have you on. I think our listeners are going to be so excited to hear from you. So if you could kind of start by just telling them a little bit about you and how you got started. Yes. Well, first of all, thick thighs freaking love that. Okay. <laughs> thick thighs save lives like, hello. <laughs> You know, my, my whole life, I was, um, I grew up just being not ashamed of my thighs, but like, oh my gosh, why are my thighs so much thicker than everybody else's, you know? Mm -hmm. Anyway, so I just, I love that. It's so true. Thick thighs save lives. And, and I, like, we so grew up in an era where like skinny legs was like a thing, like that yes, thing. If you, if you have a gap between your legs, like that's what we strove for. Four. But there's another saying too, where it's like, um, thigh gaps are for flamingos or something like that. I had a shirt like that back when I did CrossFit and like at the CrossFit competitions, they had all those booths, you know, and you get those shirts anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, so about myself, 
for the past, I would say for the past seven years, I was heavily involved into CrossFit, competed, went to regionals five years in a row and had kids in between there too. But even before that, my husband and I started a CrossFit gym 10 years ago, 11 years ago now. And that's kind of when I started dabbling into nutrition and realizing like, Hey, wait, food is fuel. I need to eat a certain way to perform my best. But even before that, I feel like I'm kind of uh, like going way off on a tangent here, but even before that, I was very into fitness too. Like I was a fitness instructor, did Zumba, did muscle toning, spin, the whole shebang. So fitness and nutrition have always been a huge piece of my life. And I was very controlled by probably on the spectrum of exercise, bulimia, and also like eating as clean as I could be. And by as clean as I could be, meaning like meat, vegetables, some carbohydrates. And then I found CrossFit. <laughs> and then I started dabbling into paleo and the natural and progression. <laughs> right. Right. I know just like, like most of us, I feel like that's a, that's a lot of our story. Right. Mm -hmm. So I started dabbling into paleo really liked that. Um, but as I was doing paleo, I kind of realized again, I'm creating another issue with food and food is kind of controlling me and paleo isn't really realistic. Yes. I feel really good on it, but paleo really isn't realistic and I'm not going to be able to sustain that forever. You know what I mean? And I didn't want to look at rice as a bad thing, you know, or bread as a bad thing. So then I started to find macros and Loved that, loved that philosophy, philosophy. But even when I started macros, it was like, it was, we were all starting it like as a calorie cut, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. as low as calories as we could get. Yeah. We could have this or that, but like, it was still super, super, we were in a super caloric deficit. Right. So then I was even obsessing over that. And I was like, you know what? I just need to like, isn't there just something out there where like, we can just fuel our body and fuel it well so it can work well and not be controlled by food and not have to starve ourselves to see results. And eventually it's like, this is going to stop working and I can't keep doing this to my body. It's just not healthy. And at that time, about six years ago, there really was nothing like that. It was macros, but it was cut, 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 cut down to as far as we could go. Mm. So I started dabbling in with like, okay, what is going to be doable for me? What is going to be sustainable for me? And I started dabbling it with it with myself on like, Hey, you know what? I feel like I need to kind of fuel my body more so it can perform even better. And I'm not constantly in a caloric deficit, which is such a popular thing these days. So then I started like, okay, so then I had kids in there and I'm like, okay, so I want to create something that's very doable for the moms out there. Like I really wanted to just show moms that like we could get to where we want to go. We could have the things we want to have physically, mentally, and just overall feeling our best and still be a boss babe, still, you know, be a badass wife, still be you know, rocking it with your kids. So I created like a step-by-step -step plan of how you can still take care of your life responsibilities, but still making yourself the best that you can 
without really realizing that we're doing that. So very small, I'm a big believer in small increments at a time and just doing that consistently and fueling your body really well. So it won't hold on to any of the excess carbs that we eat, any of the excess sodium that we eat or any just of the general more caloric consumption that we eat. And I'm just a big believer in letting our body, fueling our body with what it needs so it can work at its best and fire at all cylinders. So that's just kind of how I, I mean, in a nutshell, that's kind of like where, where the lifestyle way came about. And it's been here for almost five years now, and I'm constantly evolving and changing, learning things mm-hmm. and just having a blast while doing it. I think that there was so many things in there in your story that are so relatable in the way that like the very first steps were restrictive diets. And I think that that's a really common way when you look at anybody who's been successful in nutrition, there was some kind of a starting point where they said like, okay, I'm going to go on this restrictive diet and I'm going to take things that I liked from it, but I understand it's not sustainable. And then I'm going to go on this other thing and I'm going to take things from that. And I think that all of the people long-term who have really found success in nutrition have taken things from all their kind of stints with the fad diets and created their own nutrition plan. But it's so hard when you're kind of explaining that to someone at the start, because what people want is to wake up and be told what to eat exactly. And they want to be able to immediately see results. They want to feel better immediately. They want to, they want to have this, like this game plan and they want to start changing their life right now. They don't want to go on this long road of like, well, maybe I'm going to take some from paleo and some from macros and some, because you know, it's, it's just, it's a really hard thing when we want it now to understand and explain to people that this is such an individualized journey and that there's going to be things along the way that are going to really work for you and be sustainable for you. That wouldn't really work for me. And so it's like, it, 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 I think that there's so many relatable things about that journey. And I really love that you kind of, you admit that you didn't wake up one day and go like, Oh, I found the way to eat, like all of a sudden, you know what I mean? Like, so tell us, you refer that way. Tell us a little bit about what that is, what the lifestyle way is. So I do, I do one-on-one coaching. And then I also have like a membership plan too, um, like a monthly membership plan. And then we also do group challenges as well. So just kind of, just to kind of break that down. So the monthly plan is where like, you already know how to count macros, but you just want to coach there to make sure that, um, your macros are good for you each month. And if you need to make any adjustments or recommendations, plus you get the workouts. So that plan is more for someone one who already knows how to count macros. They just need a little bit of guidance and reassurance that that's the route that they're going and they're continuing forward. And every month we'll check in to see if things are working good or if they're hungry or if they're not hungry, if their energy is low or if their sleep is low, then we make adjustments according to that. So that's like the basic like startup plan, but strongly encourage you if you don't know how to count macros or you're new to this journey, then one-on-one coaching is the route that you would want to go. So the one-on-one coaching is literally changing your life one step at a time and, and, and just truly understanding that like, this is a journey and 
taking that diet mindset and just throwing it out the window. So like one of the first things that I say on a phone call is, listen, if you are looking at this as a diet, you're going to struggle and you're probably going to fail too. Or if it's important that we see this as a journey, because this takes time to like rewire the brain. You know what I mean? <laughs> like with, it, with what we've been taught is like, get here in this day in 30 days on eliminate this and this and this, and you'll get to here and just time sets to our health and um, restrictions and things like that. That takes a lot of rewiring of the brain. And so the one-on-one is just teaching you all of those things and understanding that like, this is a journey, this isn't a diet. Um, this is going to be something that you're going to be able to carry with you for the rest of your life. And that takes time. So the one on that's, that's kind of what the one-on-one is. And then the group is we run that like every quarter or so where it's, if you're not quite ready for one-on-one, cause you know, one-on-one can be intimidating. You know what I mean? Like, oh my gosh, you know, I check in with a coach every week. Like, woo, I don't know if I'm ready for that. So the group is more like, let me get my foot in the door and be in a group setting to where she's not just looking at me, <laughs> but you still go through the seven steps of the lifestyle way. So how the lifestyle way kind of works in a nutshell with a one-on-one and with the group is that um, you go through seven steps and we don't really go to the second step until we've mastered the first step. So that's why it's very doable for that boss, babe, mom who wants it all, but also understands that like time is, you know, time is very precious. <laughs> and, and a lot of times just women in general can feel like it's, I don't know, we can feel a little bit selfish when we're doing something for ourselves. And if it takes up too much time, we're probably not going to do it. You know what I mean? So I have built all that into that perspective because when I was building the lifestyle way, I had two kids and I was going through that and I was like, okay, how can I, how can I do this? How can I make this manageable for everybody to where they can succeed and be their best self and kind of have it all and have their cake and eat it too, so to speak. So did that answer your question a little bit? Yeah, okay. yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I love how you talk about it being like a, a process because I, I know that's really challenging for people when it comes to nutrition and looking to make a lifestyle change, because it's so hard to think of like just all that unlearning that comes with making a change. Like there's more unlearning than, than almost there is. Yes, it's like, it's like, listen, you gotta, if you, if you're, if you're coming on to this, you need to fast literally from every diet that you've learned. Like yeah. you need to, you need to like fast from it, get, get rid of it. Cause this isn't what this is about. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like, the, it's, it's in our everyday language. Every time, you know, you talk to someone about making a lifestyle lifestyle change or like the way that you're trying to eat, it's kind of like, Oh, well, what are your cheat meals? Like what it, people ask me what diet I'm on all the time. And like, no matter how many times I say, like, I just eat food, I just eat food. Like I'm in a place where like, no, I don't count macros. Like, no, I don't do that. Like, that's not, that's not a part of my lifestyle right now. And it's really, really hard to wrap your head around because you want to have a specific way. Like you want to have a box that you are in and like, that's how you eat and live your life. And that's really hard when it comes to like, well, we all want this box and this neat packaging, but we're all living very different lives. 
So the, the reason why that box doesn't work is because it's not, it's not tailored to your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so individual. Yep. And that's, and that is, that is totally true. And I love that. I love that you say that you just eat food right now because that's such a beautiful thing, you know? Mm. And when I bring people on one of the requirements that we do need to be okay with is that we do need to log our food in the beginning. And we are kind of counting macros in the beginning because we log food to learn about food. You know what I mean? If we weren't logging food, we wouldn't really say, we wouldn't really understand like, wow, holy cow, like pizza really isn't that bad. You know what I mean? Like I made this all fit and it, this is beautiful. I'm not feeling like a failure at all. I'm waking up the next day and feeling good and still seeing results. So in the beginning, I, 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 I coached to log food, to learn about food and mm-hmm. also to make sure that we're eating enough because most of us are severely under eating. Then mm. like in the transition that I'm kind of moving in towards, I, I told my husband there the other day, actually, I haven't even told you this yet, but I was like, I feel like I need to create a lifestyle way 2.0. Like after we've logged food, after we've learned about food, after we know roughly about how much we need to eat, it's almost like the 2.0 is like, okay, now we're just going to eat to eat. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like, mm-hmm. like really learning about listening to our body, like right before we start our period, we get these, like this, in this huge spike of hunger. Why is that? Let me eat more calories for that because I'm listening to my body. You know what I mean? So anyway, it's just, it's, it's just something that I'm kind of like, it's the first time I'm, I'm, I've said this out viral, but <laughs> But I, I, I love that you put it out there, (laughs) but I love that you say that, you know, that you, that you, that you are just eating food, but there is a point in time where maybe it's our 10 year anniversary. And I'm just pulling that because it was just my husband and I's 10 year anniversary, or maybe you're going on a vacation. That's like a, like a trip of a lifetime then I do feel like there is a point where we need to hone back in on logging our food because we do have to have some sort of tracking thing to hone in on some things and really fine tune some things, or maybe our energy is really low and we're not logging anymore. Our energy is really low. We're not sleeping really good. Our performance is kind of lagging. Mm. Then that's when I'll say, okay, we need to go back to logging. Maybe we're under eating. Figure out what's going on here. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I, I, Macros, I feel like is the most popular thing right now, but I also feel like the intuitive eating is very popular too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So it's kind of like a mixture of that. And like, I just don't want logging your food to get a bad rep because macros is so like popular right now or intuitive eating is so popular right now. But I feel like logging is still extremely important and still a super, super important prerequisite to learn about food and to make sure that we're eating enough so our body can work at its best. Cause you know, the, you guys know the more you under eat, your hormones stop working, your energy goes down, your sleep goes down, our skin starts to break out, Mm -hmm. we start to lose our hair, we're just all of the, our sex drive goes down, everything gets affected if we're not eating enough. So Mm -hmm. we always need to hone back in on and not having like a bad 
rep with logging, go back to logging if any of those things are going into effect. Yeah, that's a great segue into one of our next questions. Cause I was going to ask you about under eating because it seems like a controversial topic when we're talking about fat loss and just because it's been drilled. So it's, yes. it's so loud that if you want to, if your goal is to have some fat loss, then you need to cut down your calories. Everyone, it's the first thing that everyone says. And if, and if women say, especially like that, that's not working for me. I have decreased my caloric intake and I've stopped losing fat. The mostly the response to them is like, well, you're, you must not be, you know, you're lying. You're lying. You're reducing, you're not reducing your calories. No, but they, they're saying (laughs) in a way that's like, nice, like, oh, are you weighing? Well, are you being exact? Well, but really it's, you're lying. (laughs) You can't possibly be in a caloric deficit and not be losing weight. That's impossible. Mm -hmm. Well, listen, like we're not robots. Okay. (laughs) So, I mean, yes, that would work if we were robots. Like it fuels my fire when I see that caloric deficit or, um, wait, no calories in versus calories out. Like I just want to, yes, that is totally true if we're robots. Okay. But we all start somewhere different. Okay. So your health is going to look completely different with this client's health. Who knows how much you've been under eating, who knows how much you've been overeating or whatever. So usually like what I recommend for that whole caloric deficit kind of thing, under eating kind of thing, you go in a caloric deficit, you're going to see results. That's different for everybody. And that because of that, that just, again, depends on their health and where they're at. We don't know how long they've been under eating. We don't know if they've been under eating. We don't know where the work, what their hormones are right now. We don't know like how much they're exercising. So, so much of that like goes into play. We don't know their sleep levels. We don't know their stress levels. So all of that goes into play and that's, it would all work for all of us if those were all good and we went into a caloric deficit, right? Then we would start seeing results. But if one or two or three of those things are off, it's going to take different times for different people. So usually what we recommend in the lifestyle way is, Hey, for the, like the next three to six months, we're going to focus on just health right now. Okay. We're not really, and if we end up seeing results, awesome, but we're just going to feed our body and feed it well and do that consistently. And then we're going to start to ask for our body to do what we want it to do. But everybody that takes different, like some that can take three weeks of consistency with fueling our body with enough food. Some, it could take up to 12 weeks. Some, it could even take up to six months to a year. It just depends on where you're at in your life and how long that's going to take for you. So another thing that I really preach is not setting, going into this, not setting a start date or end date to your health. You know what I mean? Because that allows us to just take a breath of fresh air and just have a sense of freedom. Like, okay, you know, this could take a while and I'm okay with that because I don't have an end date to this. I'm going to constantly be working on bettering myself. So to answer your question, the under eating thing, caloric calories in, calories out, caloric deficit, weight loss. Again, we're not robots and that's different for everybody based on the health that they're at currently. So just be patient with yourself. If you're just starting your journey, like I strongly recommend that you fuel your body with what it needs and understanding like how much food we actually really should be eating and establishing that good foundation first before we can start tinkering around with losing some weight and some body fat. Imagine leading with health. 
Yeah. Right. Isn't that the point of all of this? Isn't that the entire point? And it's so interesting how far away in some cases we have got from when you ask people how they're eating and they tell you this incredibly dangerous crash diet and you say, do you, and, and they know it because you say, like, does, does that sound healthy to you? No, I know it's not healthy, but yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. Yeah. but wait, start this whole thing. And when you say to people too, it's like, it's a, there's a disconnect somewhere because when you say to people, I want you to think of what a healthy body looks like, like picture it in your mind. And then you say to them, like, aesthetically, what is your like ideal that you would like to look like? That's the same thing, right? Like a healthy body, one that is functioning well and in good health and has no limitations is also most likely most people's version of an aesthetically pleasing body. So like leading with health is always going to get to the same road that we all want to be on. And it's like, I just think that that's really, really important. And I'm so glad you said that, like everything must first start with health and then like we can fine tune, but like first on that note, I want to talk about, I got it. We got to talk about them weights because so many people when they are like going to, okay, I'm going to start my fat loss journey. The very first thing that they're going to do is long bouts of cardio that I got I fat loss, long bouts of cardio. That's those two things seem to like go hand in hand for years and years, specifically for women, or I'm going to do super low, a super lightweight for a million and 400,000 reps. <laughs> and then I'm going to go get on the treadmill to hell for, you know, 45 minutes. And I'm not going to do this for more than two weeks. Cause who could, because this is horrible. And it's um, time consuming. <laughs> right? Like, and I have three kids waiting at home and like, I this is none of this is working. So Let's talk about the weights. Can you tell women why they should be lifting specifically if they have fat loss goals? Well, it, it, when, when we strength train, it releases human growth hormone, which is the leading hormone to aiding in muscle, muscle gain. So the more muscle we have, the less fat we're going to have. So that right there, I mean, that's a very simple answer. I know, but like, that's literally what happens. And when we do endless amounts of cardio, it releases adrenaline and cortisol, which are the leading hormones to storing fat and causing stress on the body. And, um, just, you know, overall, like really affecting our health and we're actually going to be losing muscle by doing excessive cardio. So when we strength train, we release human growth hormone, which promotes muscle gain. And then the more muscle we have, the less fat that we're going to have. Now there is a sticky point to that too, that when we, and that's not easy in the beginning, because when we start lifting weights, we just tend to feel a little bit bulkier. Do you know what I mean? And like heavier and puffier. And so a lot of times that will prevent women from wanting to move forward with strength training mm. just because of that feeling that we get. Like, I mean, and I even, I still feel that and I've been lifting weights for 
12 plus years. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I still feel, I still have to, I still struggle in my mind. Like, man, I feel fat as, or you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know if you're allowed to cuss on here, but uh, you know, I feel fat AF, you know? So it's, it's, a, it's a constant like, but I know that that's what I need to do to move me forward is to lift those weights, to get sore as heck. I mean, not sore as heck, but like feel some soreness there, you know, to help my body gain as much muscle as I can, because I know that the older I get, the harder that's going to be for me to happen to gain muscle. So anyway, it just doesn't, it's, it, it's something that we just have got to get over. And I think that coming from someone who did used to like absolutely love cardio. I think it just, I think because we sweat really good and it just gets our heart rate up and we just feel very accomplished from a long run or it clears our head or whatever. I get that. I totally get that. And those that's okay. And if you want to continue to do cardio, I recommend like, you know, two to three times a week and do interval training with that, like run for two minutes, walk for two minutes, run for two minutes, walk for two minutes. Those are the kind of cardio that I recommend instead of just going out for like a long run, because again, the, 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 um, hormone response is different from doing two on two off versus just going out for a long run. Does that make sense? Or going yeah. out for a long spin, spin run, you know, and staying at the same cadence and not having any hills or anything like that. The hormone response is just completely different, but it, 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 it's a process. It's, it's, it's something that you definitely have to just say, okay, what I'm doing clearly isn't working. So I need to just try this, you know, I yeah. need to just be okay with the weights, be okay with the scale, potentially going up a little bit because it's going to fluctuate. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it's again, like I, I feel you guys on that because it's a constant struggle that I see, not just on social media, but just w in working with our clients is that they just want to do cardio, you know, <laughs> yeah. and I think that weights can be intimidating. And if that is so try dumbbells first, mm. you know what I mean? Start with dumbbells. And that's, I feel like that's a lot less intimidating. Hey, I wanted to mention here, it does say that we've got, do you see that time left here? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're just gonna, we're just gonna move through our last couple. I just wanted to ask you about momming and running a business and how can we make ourselves a priority? If you could just give some insight to listeners about that. Oh, oh gosh. Well, I know it's, it's a big question. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's hard. It's not, it's not easy. Um, but because I have taken my excuses off the table, mm. I have no other option. Do you know what I mean? Like I just, it's just something that I got to do, you know, and I know that if I don't make myself a priority, which is something that I preach every single day. And I have to remind myself every single day that I am important. And if I don't do the things that I need to do to move myself forward every day, then I'm going to be angry. I'm going to be anxious. I'm going to be depressed. I'm going to be frustrated and I'm not putting my best self out there. And therefore I am doing a disservice to everyone around me. So that's just one of the big things that I focus on is that I just, I just take my excuses off the table. And I know that, um, some days aren't going to look great. Some days aren't going to be as ideal as I would like for them to be as far as taking care of myself. But 
not striving for the all or nothing mentality and the perfection. Like I got to do it all or I'm not doing any, any of it has really changed my life too. <laughs> so just being okay with like, Hey, anything's better than nothing. I didn't get to get the workout in today, but I did do the strength and that's better than nothing. Or, Hey, you know what? I don't even feel like doing the strength or the workout today. Um, but a walk is just looking really nice. <laughs> mm -hmm. So just, you know, taking the excuses off the table, not striving for perfection, understanding that anything is better than nothing. And then also like not looking for the perfect time or the perfect setup to get it done. Like, Hey, you know, I see this opportunity here, this open window here. Yes. I've got all the kids with me, but I'm going to bring them outside with me and we're going to work out. I'm probably going to get interrupted a thousand times. But it, that's, I mean, that's life. Do you know it what I mean? It doesn't have like, to be ideal. Like it's, yeah, it's just yep, getting yep. it in. If you're waiting for the yep. perfect scenario, you can be waiting a while. You're going to be waiting <laughs> the rest of your life. So um, those are, those are my biggest things. And just understanding that it it's hard. And I feel like if we go into it, knowing that it's going to be hard, that's not going to be easy. Mm. It kind of like just puts us in a better mindset. Like, okay, well, you know, I mean, this isn't supposed to be easy, so I need to push through this or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It takes, I, takes the shock off when it is hard. Yeah, <laughs> Honestly, life, life changing it yeah. has been the, um, Hey, my son, my son just turned five and he is now at a point where he just said for his, the first time, mama, do you need to go have a workout now? Oh, and that is that. the big, well, you know what I mean? Because it's like, he finally can verbalize what we've all known all along. Mama's a better mama, yes. <laughs> you know? So, but like there was years where I was just like, you know what? I'm just, I, I have to sacrifice. That is what I have to do. That's what being a mom is. And it's been life-changing. I totally am so in awe of you and every mother that runs a business and is a mom. And if you have multiples, like it's just your like hats off to you. Like you're an amazing amazing, amazing person. And I know that, you know, it's supposed to be hard, but like also not everybody does the hard thing. So congratulations to you because you're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> One thing really quick about that is that like, when we make ourselves a, prior a priority and our kids see that, like we're also teaching them that they need to take care of themselves first before they can take care of. So we're, we're not, we're showing that we're giving them an example, like, Hey, take care of yourself. So then you can run the rest of your day. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I want to let our listeners know where they can hear more from you. Yeah. Um, you can follow me at Ashley underscore Colesberry, And we also have a podcast, the lifestyle way podcast. I think that's it. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, we'll your put, Instagram we'll is in great. Show yeah. Notes. yeah. So they can easily find you, but I know our ladies are going to want to hear more from you. So I want them to be able to find you and thank you so, so much for coming on today. It Thank you. Seriously, I feel, I feel honored that you guys asked me to come on here. I love it. This We got to do this again and have more time. Yes, yes <laughs> <Totally>. absolutely. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, you Ashley. So yes. I appreciate it. It's like therapy. I loved it. Right? <laughs> have a good therapy session. Thank you so much for listening to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. If you'd like to join our movement, get in our free app, CVG Nation, available in your app store. We have an amazing community 
community of women, coaches to help you with your movements, challenges, and we give away leggings daily in there. Rachel and I are in there every day, so it's a perfect place to get in touch with us. This podcast is made possible by Constantly Varied Gear, so be sure to check out ConstantlyVariedGear.com. Have an amazing week. Crush your goals.